Awesome, cool. Joey. Thanks for taking the time, man. So maybe the best place to start, like tell me a little bit more about like maybe the, the fitness journey and then the entrepreneurship journey as well and how the two kind of, you know, combine to where you are now. 100% man. I mean, my fitness journey personally is very organic. Uh, I grew up playing soccer at a pretty high level. I ended up playing in college for a few years. Uh, both my parents are physical therapists as well. So it was a very organic journey for me getting into fitness because for me, it just stemmed from a desire of wanting to just be better at the sport I was playing. You know, I just wanted to play the highest level possible. I want to be as athletic as possible, as strong as possible. And all of the, all of the side bonuses that come with like getting in really good shape for a sport, obviously just looking good, feeling good, confidence, all that stuff. Um, so it was a really organic journey for me. And when I was in college, when I was playing soccer, one of my teammates happened to know Alex Hyden from Closeify. I don't know if you're familiar with that name at all, yeah, yeah. but they actually went to high school together. So my buddy that I was playing college soccer with connected us and he inspired me and my buddy to start our first business together. And that was my very first experience doing online coaching. Um, that business ended up being, you know, the the bad business in the background that every entrepreneur has. That was like my business that blew up and failed and went nowhere, right? <laughs> that was that was that business. However, uh, as a result of getting into that, I mean, we did that for eight months before we finally blew it up. We made no money for eight months. But actually, over the course of that, I happened to connect with Jack Bly and Gabe Plugas, who are now my my business partners. And uh, I ended up actually having them mentor me. So I paid them to be my business mentors. Um, they mentored me for about four months and then actually brought me on as an affiliate on their offer. And after two months of that, um, I think they saw some potential in me, some some positive attributes in me. And they had me, ended up having me just take over the entire fulfillment and operations role within the business. And I've been doing that ever since. So it's been a little over a year um, with them. But yeah, man, pretty organic fitness journey that ultimately ended up leading to my entrepreneurship journey. And now um, here we are. It's amazing, man. It's amazing. And like, obviously playing sport and, you know, getting into shape at like a high level requires like, you know, a lot of discipline and a lot of transferable things. Like, you know, how much of all that stuff you did in the past think, you know, accelerated your, I guess, journey in business? I think... I've said this before on podcasts and just in content. I think I am naturally inclined to have one of those like obsessive personalities, right? Like I'm obsessed with um, improvement. And when I find something that I feel like I have potential in, I kind of go full tilt. That's what I did with sports. I felt like it was something that I had uh, potential in, something that I could take very far. And I, I went literally just balls to the wall. Like there was no, I wanted to leave nothing in the tank. I was like, I'm going to give everything I have to the sport and see how far I can take it. And all the discipline that comes with that. I remember when I was 14, I had a coach tell me, um, if you really want to be the best, you have to touch the ball every single day. And that was something that from the time I was 14, I just carried with me until I was done playing soccer when I was like 21. And I've applied the same concept to business where it's like literally that obsessive personality of like, I find some, I found something that I feel like I have potential in and it would feel immoral. I'd feel like I'm like letting God down <laughs> if, if I didn't give it everything that I had. And if I didn't literally just go balls to the wall with that as well and take that same mindset of, I just have to touch it every single day. I have to get better every single day um, and apply that discipline that I had with sports. So I think it applies directly. Like genuinely, I think it does. Um, and I think I got a ton of good qualities in terms of just leadership and people management, just playing sports, just being around high quality coaches, um, being around people in my mind that were mentors to me and, and good leaders. And it's something that I've applied to the business world as well, just being so involved on the back end with operations and whatnot. It's managing people, managing teams and a lot of leadership. So um, 
there's a lot, man. There's a lot that bleeds from sports into business for me. Yeah, man. I talk about that a lot as well because, you know, obviously I'm not physical, but I played golf at like a quite a high level. And everything that I learned from that, like I 100% would not be where I am today had I not done that. And like, it's like, I think we're cut from the same cloth, right? Like I, I'm so obsessed with things and, you know, my girlfriend hates it sometimes, but you know, you got to be obsessed with things in order to like, you know, make shit happen. So it's a, yeah, I, I couldn't, I, I honestly feel like, you know, I actually met this lady at a, like at a personal development event, maybe like six months ago. And she was actually in the Australian, I think it was like discus team. So like mm-hmm. sport at a high level, she was built really solid. And like, she was going through a really tough time. And I literally told her, I was like, if you can get to that level in sport, you can literally do anything, right? You just have to have the right vehicle, what you can actually put yourself into or that you can just apply the same work ethic, same discipline, and then, you know, get that same result, right? It's pretty crazy. 100%, 100% dude. And like, I think a lot of, the mindset that a lot of people that are successful in just like sports and business that I've seen as well is we don't let any kind of limiting beliefs get in the way, right? Like I feel like, and you probably feel this way too, is like, I feel like if somebody before me has done it, why can't I? Mm-hmm. Like I don't let any barrier or any limiting belief or anything that I was born with ever come between me and trying to get to where I'm trying to go. Because if somebody else has done it, why can't I? So that's a, a mindset that you probably have as well that I've just seen across people that the the higher and higher and up we go in business, the more and more I see that characteristic and guys. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, you're probably familiar with the concept of like, well, it said that billionaires, they don't like winning. They just hate losing. Right. And I don't know about you, but like, I hate losing, man. There's nothing that flies me up more. Like when I see something like, obviously there's, there's limits to it and how you kind of like leverage it yourself. But like, it's hard not to compare yourself to people nowadays you'll see people you know flexing their stripe screenshots but like if you use <laughs> yeah. it for motivation not like depression i think it's like a good thing to compare yourself right well what are your thoughts on that i think that's that's interesting and i think i can see that side of the coin too i think i maybe used to be in the boat of when i was playing sports i was definitely in the boat of like i hated losing man like i hated it as i've gotten further into entrepreneurship it's actually shifted for me to i just like winning more than I hate losing because I, I know and, and you get this too, man. Cause like in business, you're just, you're going to lose. <laughs> like you're going to get kicked in the nuts. I mean, we've had some hard months before we've had some months where nobody makes any money. We just have to pay the bills and make sure it's all taken care of and keep the ship, keep the ship moving forward. And it's become such a, a part of business and growth for me personally, like that losing aspect that I've almost come to be like, I don't want to say enjoy losing, but I take lessons from it. So it's, it's changed in my mind from when I was playing sports to like, man, I just hate losing so much to now I'm like, okay, we took an L. What can we learn from it? How can we get better and prevent that same exact loss from happening again in the future? And so now I think my frame of mind has shifted to the point where it's like, I I love winning and I understand that losing is just part of the process. And ultimately every loss that we've taken, we've improved as a result of it. So I think my frame shifted when I got into business uh, compared to what it used to be with sports. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's a really, really great perspective because, you know, unlike what the internet and Twitter and TikTok will tell you, people do take L's all the time, but not many people 100%. actively share them, right? No. So it's, it can be all, it can appear, you know, all roses and sunshine, but on the yeah. reality, it can be a very different story. And Joe, before you mentioned something about fate. So like, I'm just curious on that, like how much do you think, or how much like does faith play like a role in your life? 
Dude, huge, huge, man. I, I grew up around it. I think I kind of went through the arc with faith that I feel like a lot of people go through in just today's world and just like current modern culture and stuff where like I went through that period where I was going to college where I was kind of um, questioning, even though I was very involved in faith, like growing up, like it was a massive part of my life. But I got to that stage where, you know, when you're in your late teens and you go into college, you kind of think you're smarter than you are. And you're like, maybe this isn't a thing. And as I've kind of matured and got further and further along, I'm kind of back and I'm at the point where I'm the most faithful I've ever been genuinely, because there's just so much stuff that's happened in my life that I can't describe to you. And I can't come back to a reason to it other than this is, this is God making this happen. God moving me in a direction that he wants me to go. This is God showing me this lesson, right? So I'm at a point now where I'm as faithful as I've ever been and continually trying to grow that because there's just so much that has happened in the last three to four years of my life that I can't describe those situations any other way than just divine intervention and God having a hand in it. And it's, it's completely logical to me where it's funny because faith, I think for a lot of people, isn't necessarily a logical thing. This whole idea of faith is like, you don't, you don't technically know because you don't see it. It's not tangible. So faith in itself is one of those things that is somewhat illogical to an extent. But for me, it's completely logical because I'm like, there's no other way to explain this series of events happening other than God wanted it to happen. He wanted to show me something. So that's kind of where I'm at with my faith and stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm totally, it's totally a massive part of my life. Yeah. It's really interesting, man, because especially I, I lived in America for a few years, went and played college yeah. golf over there and completely different to Australia, right? Australia, I think atheist is the term where a lot of people don't believe in any kind of God or faith. Mm-hmm. And like, I really respect the fact that like, you know, a lot of people in America do have that faith because it's, you know, mm-hmm. I myself kind of went through that journey of exploring the, you know, I guess the the universe and like the man, like it's kind of the same thing and the the core concept, right? Putting your putting some faith in a in a higher power. And I know, like you just said, man, like the the things that happen, like the coincidences, it's like you just you can't comprehend it, right? It's like it's just so clear. And yeah, I think it's uh, yeah something a lot of people can take take lessons from. But like yeah. in terms of the work you do now, Joey, like what's, I guess with the clients you work with, what's like the one thing that like, you know, most, I guess, entrepreneurs or clients you work with don't do that if they did would drastically improve the quality of their life, both, you know, from a business, personal and professional standpoint. Uh, if they operated less emotionally, I think is is the thing. I think a lot of people tie a lot of what they do in the day-to-day to just how they're feeling. Right. And at the end of the day, there's stuff that needs to get done that should be done if you want to move in a certain direction that you have to do regardless of how you feel. And so especially a lot of the people that we work with, mostly being weight loss clients, is like emotional eating is obviously the layup there. Like emotional activity, like, oh, I don't feel like going to the gym today. I don't feel like going on a walk today. So I'm just going to sit here. Same thing in business though, right? You see guys that feel like starting something new. So they start something new and they keep starting over and over and over. Next thing you know, they've started eight things and none of them have got off the ground because they just keep going based on how they feel. They get bored. So they start a new thing. They stop doing the boring work because they don't feel like it, right? So I think so many people in business and in fitness with their health operate purely from an emotional state when in reality, if you want to get anywhere, you have to sometimes do the shit that just needs to get done regardless of how you feel. I tell clients all the time, I'm literally, we literally coach you guys. We literally in the business of fitness coaching. And if I only went to the gym when I felt like it, I would go to the gym maybe 40% of the time that I do now. And that's a high number. Most people, that number is going to look like zero. There's a lot of people that never, ever feel like going. 
but it's just something that needs to be done and you know, it needs to happen. So I think if people operated less out of emotion, it, w- it would benefit them in both fitness and business. Yeah, man. It's, that's a really, really great answer. It's, it's so true. People, you know, think, Oh yeah, I'm going to start this new thing. And when you make emotional decisions, like it's just like a classic saying, like, you know, if you make it decisions emotionally, you're going to make terrible decisions. Right? Yeah. That's, um, yeah. that's great insight. And like, Joe, have you like had, you know, I know you mentioned you had mentors before and stuff like that, but what's kind of like the best investment outside of, you know, maybe those first mentors that you mentioned that you've ever, you know, made in yourself or even from like a financial investment standpoint? Yeah. I mean, I'd say, I mean, I think mentors are overwhelmingly the best one. I think like the courses and stuff are great, especially if you're just getting started and you're trying to learn a new skill set. I think the courses, books, podcasts, all that stuff is is good and you should absolutely do it. And I think mentors are really the pinnacle. However, the one that in the recent months we've been putting more and more money into now, now that we'd already put a ton of money into courses and books and learning and mentors, now it's been um, masterminds, like in-person events, retreats, things like that, where you take this internet world that seems literally seems fake until you bring it into the real world. And you put it right in front of you and you're giving people hugs that you've followed for years and you've used all their content to help you grow your business or improve your health or improve your relationships. And now they're standing right in front of you and you get to give them a hug and tell them thank you. And then you get to connect with all the other people that have used their resources and done that, right? So that's the one that we've recently been investing in is masterminds and really these in-person events to to make this stuff as real as possible and just go and connect at a more intimate level. Yeah, it's, that's amazing, man. So masterminds would be, you know, the top of that for you. And like, um, it's by the sounds of that's something that, you know, moving forward, you guys are going to prioritize for sure. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because I think a lot of it too is you just have to get in the room with people. It's this idea of ascension by osmosis. I think I stole that from Daniel Fazio, um, Colima Wizard. I think he's the one that I heard that from, but it's like, it's ascension by osmosis. You just have to get around people that are where you want to be. You have to. And the best way to do that is to do it in real life. Obviously, you want those inputs, follow them on their stuff, subscribe to them on YouTube, like their stuff, comment on their stuff, have those inputs coming in of people to where you want to be. But if you can take that to real life with something like a mastermind or a retreat or something in person, if you can literally make it tangible and physical, it like 10 X is the impact of it. it. It's amazing. So I think that's something that we've realized recently. The next echelon beyond mentors, courses, et cetera, is, is taking it to real life in ascend by osmosis. Yeah, man. Like you're hundred percent right. Like I, you know, I don't enjoy courses that much because I just want to learn from someone directly. And I think, you know, like you said, ascension by osmosis happens quicker when you're, you know, one, the course, yeah, you can learn it, but it might take you a month to go through the course. You can learn that one course from a one hour call with someone. And you get to them in person and it kind of hits you harder. Like I, you know, I've worked with the same mentor for like the last 15 months. And like, we went to Greece together last year, right? And like, there's, I can hundred percent attest that there's nothing like that in-person um, connection. So that's 100%. amazing. 100%. Man. It's real, man. It's real. You actually is, get to yeah. give somebody a freaking hug. To, and help you your life. Some more, some more masterminds. <laughs> literally, literally. I'm, I'm looking at flights today, but I'm joining you, man. Kind of to like, close things off. What, what would be like, you know, one of the, the best pieces of advice you've ever received that, you know, you'd, you'd want to share with others. Make it unreasonable for you to not succeed. Stack the chips in your favor. A lot of times that's going to be playing, like when I learned that lesson, it was playing the volume game. I remember I told my mentor, I was sending five cold DMs a day. <laughs> he was like, dog, send a hundred. Make it unreasonable. 
So that's, that's a piece of advice that I've used a ton in the last few years is just stack the chips in your favor, man. Like make it unreasonable for you to not succeed. Do stuff that other people are not willing to do and set yourself up to the point where it would be literally unreasonable. And a lot of times that's going to be playing the volume game and it's going to be doing a lot of stuff that's very uncomfortable. And if you're operating emotionally, like we talked about earlier, you're probably just not going to do it. So that, that would be the piece of advice that I would give a lot of people that a lot of people can benefit from early in whatever realm they're in, whether it's health, wealth, relationships, just stack the chips in your favor as much as you possibly can. Amazing advice, man. I love it. Joey, thanks for sharing, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you having me, man. Thank you.